0: It's time for another edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, This is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's a special Thanksgiving edition of Mets Musings, and we do have news. Billy Appler... Was officially introduced as the Mets' new GM alongside Mets owner Steve Cohen and team president Sandy Alderson. The Mets chose Epler as GM because he understands the challenges that New York represents. Having worked here for a number of years with the Yankees, his last job was with the uh, California Los Angeles Angels as their general manager. So he has some knowledge of the leagues and and, uh, knows the uh, farm systems and the rosters of some of the other teams. So um, should be a good hire for the Metsies. We will see how it all works out. But he's going to hit the ground running, and he's got to because that December 1st CBA date is closing in awfully fast. And they want to get the guy signed uh, is many because if the rosters get frozen, you cannot negotiate. There'll be nothing going on if there's a lockout in, or end or strike or whatever you want to call it at this point in time. But uh, so far, the Mets have not had a lot of luck in the free agent market, now, Embler says, Epler says that's the area he wants to concentrate in, doesn't want to really trade prospects, doesn't wish to uh, give them up, wants to build a farm system. I like what I'm hearing there. And we will do some deals by trades and by free agents to fill out the current roster. It's not working well so far, not all on him, of course, he just took over, but uh, you probably know by now that Syndergaard uh, declined the qualifying officer and signed with the Angels, the same Los Angeles Angels, after if you ask me he led the Mets on he, he he begged for a qualifying offer he went to sporting events egging the fans on to to get the Mets to give him a qual. they gave him a qualifying offer then he turns around and whew, goes out to the coast and take an, takes an offer from the Angels for one year uh 21 million 2.6 million roughly more come on. 2.6 million. I'm all for guys making the most money that they can. But 2.6 million is not what I would call, uh, you know, breaking the bank at this stage. Uh, he, he said the Mets weren't warm enough up to him. They didn't, um, uh, that uh, the Angels sat him down. They seemed more interested in him. This that and the other thing. They they talked about his plans for the future. Well, maybe the Mets would have done that if you had accepted the offer. Then they would have talked to you about all of that. But I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it with these guys. They again, they want they want loyalty, but they're not willing to show loyalty. After the Mets stuck by him, two years, two years. And still offered him a qualifying offer, and he, he burnt them and, and walked away. So, good riddance. And he told them about it when he was on a plane flying out to take a physical to sign a contract. So, come on. I don't know. doesn't doesn't sit well with me, but good riddance to him. Uh, we'll see you around the corner. Uh, Aaron Loop also signed with the uh, Los Angeles Angels, so Angels making a bid. Uh, who else is going to be out there? They're going to sign Mr. Met next. Um, you know, maybe the Pin Man or the Cowbell guy. He'll be going out there. Who knows? Uh, but those two guys are out there. Um, the Mets continue to look for pitching. They thought they they were talking to negotiating with Stephen Metz. If you read the reports around uh, uh, this week, you would think they had a deal with Steven Matz. we were closing in on a deal, and then all of a sudden, we get a notification he signed a four-year deal with the St. Louis Cardinals, so Mets is gone off the board. So it hasn't been a good week for the Mets, good two weeks. I missed last week's show due to an illness. Um, So, uh, but I'm back now, and um, it just hasn't gone good for the Mets so far. And, you know, uh, getting back to Epler, he's got his hands full now. He's got to get some depth in the starting pitching. Right now, right now, the rotation looks like this. DeGrom, Carrasco, Walker, McGill, and Peterson. Now, DeGrom, we all know, is coming back from an injury. Carrasco came back from an injury, but we'll see how how and what carries over into this year. Walker was great in the first half, terrible in the second half, but he had pitched more innings than he had ever pitched before. So, uh, you know, that could have had something to do with that little fatigue set in. Uh, McGill, same kind of deal, never pitched that much, uh, but showed some really good signs of breaking through there. Peterson was injured a lot of the year. Part that he wasn't, he wasn't that good. He was hittable. Uh, he's got to get his walks down, get the pitches in the strike zone more. He was very vulnerable that way last year, gave up a lot of walks, and it hurt him in games. So Peterson we don't know about. Who's around still? Trevor Williams we still have? Uh, who knows? Will they make a, a an attempt to sign Marcus Stroman? You know, I don't know. A lot of people say sign Strowman if you can. I'm not sure Strowman wants to come back. I don't think he likes the New York media. He's a New York kid. He knows what it's all about, but I don't think he likes the media. I don't think he likes the pressure pitching in New York. Pitch fairly well, but what are you going to pay this guy? He's a 500 career pitcher. He's 61 and 60. Yes, he's pretty durable. He makes all his starts and all of that. Uh, but still, he's he's a, a, a middle of the road. He's a third, fourth, fifth starter. Maybe more of a third or a fourth starter. He's not a number one starter, but he's going to want number one or number two money. And he may have the Mets now, you know, in a bind because they need to to get some more pitching in here. Or do they go after somebody else? Do you offer a Max Scherz a a contract for a year or two and and put out a little bit of money? Two years, you know, who knows what it'll take. Uh, Even at the age of 37, it may not be a bad idea. Um, They keep talking about signing Javi Baez, but I don't see how that that doesn't solve the pitching problem. And it's a concern to me that if they sign Baez to a big contract, yes, Cohen says he's going to spend the money, he don't care. But it still ties up money. It ties up a lot of money. And do you want that much tied up between your second baseman and a shortstop? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. And look, if they can't if they can't build the pitching staff up, and I'm not talking by picking up you know guys that are obviously over the hill or you know something like that. I'm talking about with quality starters. Then maybe it's time to blow it all up. Maybe it's time you have to move somebody like him, to bring in picks. And you may have to move a guy like that anyway to bring in a top-line pitcher. You know... It it's the way the game works. Sometimes you've got to trade from what you have to get what you need. But that's all speculation. Is we are sitting on a CPA that we know nothing is. We know nothing about what's going to happen. Apparently, they're negotiating. That's a good thing. But what are they going to want? We, we know the owners want longer playoffs. Because they like the idea of of people getting in. It's more money. I, I get that. I get that. The players don't necessarily want it. The union. But, uh, you know, this is what the owners are looking at right now. So, That's what they're looking for. That's one of the things they want. Um, There's issues over free agency. Players don't like the current system, neither do the owners. But what do you do? They want to do away with the arbitration system. And look, you know, the owners had a somewhat, not a bad idea. A certain age. But, you know, that's a tough thing to negotiate, too. How how do you figure out what's the perfect age for that? Uh, I think they, the owners propose the age of 29, and then you'd be a free agent, you know, 29 and a half. Well, that's fine if a guy comes up at 25, gets four years in, now it's... Uh, Six or seven, I think he's got to be with. But what happens if you get a star like a Correa or a Soto that comes up at 19? Then they got to stay 10 years with a team. So I don't know how you do it. And you can't say if they come up at 19, you know, it's X amount of years. Because then you're back to the year thing anyway. You know, I I don't know what the owners based the 29 and a half on. If you did, maybe you could work a formula. If that came out to five years of service, you know, but then you you just call it five years of service and you're back and they could still manipulate that anyway. uh, The point is that, once you hit that age, you'd be a free agent the following season, and so they, you know, the service time really couldn't be manipulated. It would just be an age thing. Uh, but the union, I don't believe, we're happy with the that particular age, but maybe it's a starting point for, um, you know, discussion. The other side of the coin is, if if you you have it at, at say twenty seven and a guy comes up at twenty five, turns out to be a superstar, you only get him for two years, and then before you gotta pay him, so it's confusing. It's it's way over my head, but you know they have to figure something out uh, because neither side is happy with it. Neither side is happy with arbitration. Um, no word on whether we're going to have a DH, which ties the National League's hands. Do they sign players that have a DH? I think the Mets would be quite set if they did add a DH to the National League, uh, simply because, um, you know, don't forget Robinson Cano's coming back. Where's he going to play? Um, if there's a DH, stick him at DH. Or you stick Alonzo with DH and, and you put Smith in at first. Um, or, you know, you rotate these guys. McNeil could DH. Uh, you know, something along that lines would probably work out the best. But um, it's all unknown until we hear about the CBA. All right, let's take a uh, quickie break you'll be back right after this baseball and bbq your place for interesting baseball talk opinions and history baseball and bbq your place for barbecue recipes tips and interviews from the world of barbecue if you like baseball and if you like barbecue then tune into baseball and bbq find us on itunes stitcher google play and baseballtalkradio.com wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Follow me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Mets Musings, on Twitter at Mets Musings GM The Instagram is Mets Musings and on YouTube at Mets Musings Mac wish to be a part of the show give us a call at 516-619-6341 okay and we're back Uh, and we forgot to mention that uh, what did I forget to mention oh yeah The Mets have a general manager, but they still got you know. Now he's got to look for a manager as well. Um, Now I'm not sure how that works with the CBA. If they can hire a manager, being that it's not a union issue, it's more of an organization front office issue, they may be able to uh, still uh, hire managers and coaches and that sort of thing, but. I'm not sure about that. So, um, they could take care of that, perhaps, if there is a lockout or a strike or whatever you want to call it. But, um, Mets need to take care of that as well, besides bringing in players. But they did do certain things. They, uh, last Friday night, they had the, uh, deadline for roster moves and had to create a 40-man roster and protecting certain players from the December 5, uh, December's Rule 5 draft. And the club announced that highly touted infield prospects Ronnie Mauricio and Mark Vientos, along with right-handed pitcher Jose Buto and Adam Aller, were selected to the 40-man roster. In addition, right-handed pitcher Dedniel Nuñez was returned to the Mets and added to the Triple-A Syracuse roster. Nuñez 25 was selected by San Francisco in last year's Rule 5 draft, but he underwent Tommy surgery, Tommy John surgery in March and missed the entire season allowing him to return to the Mets. Adding Mauricio and Vientos to the 40-man roster was the expected move as the Mets have high hopes for both infield prospects. Buto, 23, is currently ranked as the team's number 13 prospect while the 27-year-old Oller was named the Mets Minor League Pitcher of the Year. So those guys were added. Now people are like, what about Brett Batty? Well, he's not qualified yet. To go on the Rule Five draft, so they don't have to protect him. I think next year they may have to. Same thing with Alvarez. So don't don't worry that those guys are going to be uh, exposed in the Rule Five draft. They are not eligible yet for that, so they don't. So there's no need to protect them. Uh, and I think it was because of the 2020 minor league season. Mauricio and Vientos have been in the system longer. Vientos is at triple A or ended the year triple A as did Mauricio ended at double A, I believe. So, uh, uh, Batty and, uh, Vientos was both at double A and then at triple A. So, uh, Vientos, you know, he only played six games, I think, at triple A, but, uh, Performed well there and had a terrific season in Double A as well. So, um, and and Batty has had a terrific Arizona 4 League season. So good for him. And the Mets did make a move, small move. They signed outfielder Nick Plummer to a one-year Major League deal. This is the Mets' 1st offseason big league signing plummer, a 25-year-old former first-round pick who has never appeared in the manges, spent the last 6 years in the Cardinals organization posting an .894 OPS between Triple-A and Double-A last summer. Now this could be one of those um you know, fill out the Syracuse roster type of deal and hope that you get lightning in a bottle first-round pick, so gotta have some talent so we'll see maybe you change your scenery we'll bring it out in 25 years old little maturity maybe it'll come out with the new york mets and and that's about it for this thanksgiving day edition of uh, mets musings i hope you have a wonderful holiday and i hope you enjoyed the show and uh, please uh hit the subscribe button and the like button it makes everybody happy and uh you know you can listen to the podcast on uh uh, google play apple podcast you can watch it on youtube and wherever you get the uh podcast uh or your all your podcasts uh hit the subscribe button it helps us grow the show and expand to new listeners so until next time remember keep the faith stay optimistic and let's go Mets and I'm Gary Mack and I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musing.